You're listening to the Teaching and Learning Podcast, the podcast where teachers are the learners and come together to talk about how to make the most of their students' learning experiences. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Teaching and Learning Podcast. I'm Katie Apperson, and the title of today's show is Celebrating the CHS Retirees. And I had the chance to sit down and talk with two influential members of the Conant community, Yvette Jones and Sharon McCoy. In our conversation, you'll hear from Yvette Jones, who is a counselor who began in the world of special education. She earned a bachelor's degree from Illinois State University and went on to receive certification in counseling. In addition to assisting students in the Conant team rooms, she has sponsored a variety of activities over her career, but she is currently a sponsor for a new club, RISE, which stands for Reaching Individuals by Supporting Every Girl. Sharon McCoy is the science department chair and has been teaching for 33 and a half years. Sharon's educational pursuits include earning her bachelor's degree from Illinois State University and a master's from Northern Illinois University. In addition to running the science department, Sharon is on the para committee, serves as a head building rep, and is a co-sponsor for the HOSA club at Conant. Sharon has earned the Those Who Excel Award and is a proud leader of the GEMS, which is Girls in Engineering, Math, and Science program. When she is not busy with those activities, she takes solace in hiking, reading, crocheting, bird watching, bike riding, and other outdoor adventures. I have no doubt that you will enjoy today's conversation, and be sure to stick around afterwards for a few thoughts and takeaways. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm so excited to be joined here today by Sharon McCoy and Yvette Jones. I can't wait to hear all about your experiences in the world of teaching and learn from you as somebody who's still new in the profession myself. And just for all of us, thank you so much for your time and efforts into the the field of education. So we'll get started here with our first question. What brought you into the education field? Well, for me, my mom was a home ec teacher in high school. And she started off in middle school, should I say, and then she went to high school. So I've always been in her classroom. Even as a little girl, I was always grading papers. I was always talking to her students and also playing with my dolls. I would play like I was a teacher. So it was kind of, I like you see, like you do. I went to the same college that she graduated from. So she was just a good example of what a teacher does and how a teacher looks. So I think I followed in her path. And then our neighbor next door was a kindergarten teacher. So there were teachers around me. So education was something that I saw a lot of. That's awesome. Did you have your mom for class then as well? Like No, we went to oh. rival schools. So that was really fun at the time that we were doing, you know, the football games, homecoming, playing against each other or basketball games. It was really fun. She would wear her t-shirt of her school and we would all have our t-shirts on of our school because we all went to a different high school than my mom taught at. <laughs> so it was fun. It was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. My best friend's mom was actually our geometry teacher. So she would have to kind of correct herself when we're in class to say like, okay, mom, I mean, Miss Johnson, what, you know, (laughs) so I, it's interesting. Cool. Sharon, how about you? Uh, Good question. Um, My dad was a teacher, um, taught his whole career at, um, in high school, taught history and Russian history and social studies. Um, and then my mom was a bookkeeper and a secretary at the high school that I went to. Um, so we were kind of around education all the time. We always had our summers off 
um, together so we could go camping and go on trips and whatever. So that was sort of like, oh, that'd be kind of nice to, to be able to continue that. Um, but I um, did not start out in education. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I, when I went to college, I wanted to, I really liked biology. I had a biology teacher that was like the best. And so I thought, oh, I want to be going to biology. So I was going to do biology research. Um, and so I took a lot of biology classes, got to my junior year. And I thought, you know, maybe I should see if I like research because I'd never done any research. And um, mm -hmm. so I um, did an internship, um, actually got a kind of a, a scholarship and did an internship over um, a couple months in the summer and found out that I absolutely hated research. And this is my junior <laughs> wow. year going into my junior summer. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I don't want to do research. And I've got this almost biology degree. So in the meantime, I had met my husband now and um, he was going to be a teacher. And so he um, kind of uh, convinced me that I should, maybe I should look into education and so literally that summer before my senior year, I switched to education, took all of my education classes senior year and um, ended up going into teaching and what, and originally I was going to be a math teacher, but what a, what a change of events. Like I was going to be in the research mm -hmm. and I found out I hated it at the last minute. And um, so I think just kind of that influence of my dad and my mom in the school, um, his dad was an assistant superintendent as well. And so he had education in his background and. So it just seemed kind of kind of a natural way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then that that bonus of right, your now husband also kind of saying, "How about that education?" Right. <laughs> so then you both had summers off. That's probably he was planning. He was yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He had it all figured <laughs> out. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, if that kind of while we're on that route, did you always did you start out going into counseling or did you start off teaching? I did not start off in counseling. I had started Illinois State thinking I was going to be an elementary education teacher. I know, go Redbirds, go Redbirds. Wait a minute, are we all Redbirds? Yes, look at that. <gasps> okay, what year go did Redbirds. you graduate, Yvette? In, let's see, 84, uh -oh. 84, 84? Okay. Because No, wait, 82. Yeah, 82, and then four, 86, because it was... Um, dang, what year did I? I graduated high school Holy in 82. Cow, we were there at the same time. We were Are you kidding? At, I graduated in December of 87. And my husband graduated in 86 from Illinois State. We sure were. Get out. That's crazy. Wow. That is teaching very, and learning podcast. Where did folks? you live? <laughs> um, okay. Just hang did on a live? second, Katie. We're talking here. No, yeah, we, we're um, trying to figure was, this out. I was at um, in Manchester for one year <gasps> and then I lived Same. in, in um, Colby okay. for my sophomore year. And then I lived off campus. Um, for two years, um, near actually a stable off of a, a horse stable off of way off campus somewhere. It's about a mile off campus. Is that I mean, you, like Lexington? It you was say all the by, way out there. No, it was off of, oh my gosh, I can't even remember. Uh, I can't remember the name of the street. Um, so I feel like the stables now are very far away. So when were, you were they're, like, they're I like stayed by the stables, I'm like, yeah, they were about, a, it was about a mile walk and I didn't have a car, mm -hmm, my senior mm -hmm. year. but yes, I, yeah, I lived out there. Yeah. Oh my God. Nobody gosh. was a Watterson person. Nobody no. I stayed in Watterson. Did you? Yeah. So I stayed in Watterson and my freshman year was when they were going through and updating it. So I didn't have overhead lighting for the first half of this, for the first half of the year. <laughs> and then we had to move everything out at winter break to then move everything back in oh. to a new level after break, but we had overhead lighting. 
Wow. No, we didn't have exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. But I graduated December of 2015. So I don't know if anybody was visiting at that point. We might have seen each other. I have gone back to see how different it is. It's just so different now. It's cool though. It's really cool how it's changed though. But back to me again. Sorry. (laughs) I started off as an elementary ed major thinking that's what I wanted to do. And my advisor at Illinois State called me in her office and she was really, she was really nice, really nice. So we were talking and she said, so are you really stuck on being an elementary ed major? And I said, well, yeah, I think I really want to do it. She goes, well, you know, they come a dime a dozen. And I was just like, what? And she said, yeah, you're going to be having a problem getting a drop because there's just so many people out there that have elementary ed as their major. So she said, what do you think about special ed? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Cause you know, I didn't know the different areas of special ed. So we went through them and I told her, okay, let's go for it. So I did the learning disability and um, emotional um, disorders and loved it. Love it. Um, I did do um, my student teaching um, and junior practicum in Peoria. And I did a short period of time during middle school, which I found out I don't like middle school students at all. The hormones are up and down too much. You know, he's touching me. He's sitting too close to me. I was just like, okay, we can't do this. I can't do this every day. So I told the teachers there, I said, hats off to you. I would not be back. You won't see me ever doing this grade level because it's just too many. They're up and down too much. And so I ended up doing high school, fell in love with high school and fell in love with elementary. So when I did my, did my student teaching, I had elementary last because I did high school first and loved it. And elementary was last And the school that I was at. The teacher that I was working with was pregnant. So she was going on maternity leave and they asked me to stay when I got done. So with my student teaching, so I did. And I stayed there for six years. And then I went to Country Club Hills because I thought I was wanting to be a corporate trainer. I wanted to do that. And I was coming, trying to move closer to Sears to do it. And my cousin was like, are you kidding me? My company is laying off people that they're hiring, you know, contracting for corporate trainers because they're having people within their company do it. So I was like, oh my, what am I going to do? And so my sister's like, well, you like high school. Why don't you apply at the high school districts up here? So I did. And I ended up landing in 211 and love it. So I got the best of both worlds in my career, the elementary and the high school. Win-win. Wow. Yeah. So then when was, when was the switch over to the, the world of the counselor? This world of counseling switched when I was working with a girl and she was having all these emotional issues and there were family issues while I was in special ed. And so I went to the department chair who was Joanne Hartman. And I said to her, you know, I said, maybe I'll go into um, social work for my master's degree. What do you think about that? Would you support me doing that? She goes, Absolutely. And so she goes, but let me think about it. And so the next day she came to me, she goes, what do you think about doing school counseling? And I said, didn't think about that. I don't know. She said, the reason why I'm asking you is because there are going to be some positions that are going to be opening up in the future. And by then you would have it and you would be in line to do that transition. So I did school counseling, love it. And I totally enjoyed every moment. it's amazing how you start off on one path and then you're moved to another path and it just keeps changing but it's all been good wonderful and Sharon did you always have you always been at Conant or have you had outside of Conant experiences too Um, I was at I graduated in December of 87 and um, I started teaching at Hoffman 
Estates High School in the spring mm. of that year. So I was there for that spring. And then literally the last week of school in June, when we used to get out in June, um, I got um, a phone call to, I didn't have a job. I had interviewed a couple places and I was not, it was, I was just filling in for the semester. And um, so they called, um, I can't remember who it was at the time, um, called and wanted to know if I wanted to interview at Hoffman or, or at uh, Conant. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I came over and interviewed like on the Tuesday, the first, like before final exams, we used to have them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes. They called me on Friday at two o'clock in the afternoon when most people aren't even here and offered me the job at Conant. They were like, Hey, do you want to, how about being a, you know, going over to Conant being a Cougar next year? And I'm like, uh, yes, I'll take it. Whatever. So, um, yeah. And then I, so I came over to Conan after that and I've been here ever since. So. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Well, lucky us for both of you. <laughs> so now that we're on the topic of Conant and, and being here and kind of making our, our home here, what has been either the most memorable time at Conant or what's a favorite memory? Because sometimes they aren't the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go first, I guess. Um, if, I mean, there's been a couple things. It should be more than that, right? We're more than a couple. Um, I think one of the things that I that I really kind of enjoyed over the last probably 10 years or so is working um, on a program called GEMS, Girls in Engineering, mm -hmm. Math, and Science, where we bring the fifth and sixth grade girls over from the feeder schools and do kind of a fun morning in February for about four or five hours where they get to have see women um, leaders, women who work in the field, do workshops and um, kind of a, a career event for those kids to get them kind of excited about STEM classes, science classes, technology, math classes, and then to see those kids after they get to Conant, they're fifth and sixth graders. And when they get to Conant and mm -hmm. they still have their shirts because they got a shirt when they came and like, oh yeah, I was here for gems. They remember. And then when they, they kind of like, yeah, I'm one of the people that kind of works with it. And it was just kind of neat to see those kids and, and how much we've kind of had an impact on the girls that um, have kind of come to Conant that way. Um, I think it probably something else is probably the, um, just anything pretty much that I've done with the department. You know, whether mm -hmm. it's any mm -hmm. kind of a fun event, um, I did um, a, when we send out our schedules for the next year, I did kind of a um, fun thing one year. Um, it was, I put the schedule out on April 1st and it was a total, it was a joke schedule, but I kind of laid it out on the table and then people kind of came to see what it was and just the reactions on the people's faces on, and kind of like looking down and then looking up at me and then leaving and then going to talk and complain and yell. And like, what is she thinking? As I walked by the classrooms and I heard this, there were only a couple of people in the office that were in on it that knew that I had done it. And just to, we were just kind of sitting there watching and listening to their reactions. It was fantastic. That was the best. And then it was April Fool's. So I had to tell them that, but in being able to go to them and just say, Hey, uh, by the way, you know, it's April 1st and like that schedule. And they're like, Oh my gosh, like they totally got them. They had no idea. So that, those kind of things were fun just little pranks and things that happen in the office. And oh, that's I should always fun. point out, right. I should point out that your department is kind of known for the, the hijinks and shenanigans, but also for throwing a good party. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, your we, office is always, is pretty happening. It's a pretty happening spot. Yeah. We have a lot of, there's a lot of food and a lot of fun and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of pranks. 
um, and then pranks on top of pranks to get back at people and warn up each other. And that's, that's just the best. That's always the best. Um, just throwing and- the department under the rug here exactly. in the last weeks. Right? Like exactly. I'm out. I can't. Right. Right. I think probably the other, the one other thing that was memorable, but probably not in a good way was um, Laurel Englehart. Um, what happened with Laura Englehart. And I had Laura in class her sophomore year and she was in my class senior year um, with that. And that was really, really hard coming into mm-hmm. school at the week after um, that event and um, kind of kind of dealing with that. That was really hard, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree, totally agree. I think one of the memories that I carry is that Conant is a family and it felt like a family. Um, being in special ed was a good place for me to start because it was just, they were so fun and they would have the jokes and it was just, it was really fun, whether it be inside of school or outside of school, just the get togethers that we would have made some really good memories there with people that I will keep in touch with. Um, I love the clubs that I've done. Um, they helped me get to know some of the students I would never see being in special ed, but getting to work with them has been fun. Um, it's kind of funny now, it, when I first started, I would always get stopped in the hallway by the hall monitors and they would always be asking for my ID. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I work here. And you don't see that anymore, but that's a memory that now I look back and I laugh at because it's like, you know, I don't card, you don't card me now, come on. <laughs> uh, but lots of good memories and good things that have happened at school and just how it's changing now is, is a good memory too, because I think it's going in a good direction as far as the kids are getting along, you know, the staff and everyone. So it's just good memories. Totally. Just there's nothing in particular that really stands out because they're all good memories and some good times, good times. And I think that was kind of the really, the nice thing about Conant was like, I enjoyed coming to work every day. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it was never like, Oh, I got to go to work. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it was even this year, even it's been like, okay, I get to see people and I get to be with my department and the kids are here Mm -hmm. and they get to do that. So it's even probably this year has been the hardest but um, it, there was never a day I was like, oh, shoot, I have to go to work, right? It nope, was always happy all. to be here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and since we, we took it that route, and I would agree, I mean, I, again, I've only been in this game for a couple years, but this year has got to take the cake for what, what a year to go out on, right? What a mm-hmm. year to <laughs> literally be able to drop the keys off walk out breakfast club style. That's what I'm picturing (laughs) on the last day here. But what are your thoughts, insights, takeaways on being in the field of education during a global pandemic? Well, you don't realize how resilient you are. I mean, the students, I mean, what they're just troopers. What can you say how they have bounced back and they've kind of gone with the flow of things and just thinking outside the box and doing things and it's okay with them. It's just, it's just shows how strong we are and how we're willing to go above and beyond for them. And it's just, it's amazing how we have just carried on and they're still there and they're still doing well. You know, it's just, the school as a general, it just speaks volumes for Conant High School. It really does. It, it really does. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think, I think probably one of the key things is just the relationships, right. And the connections that we have, not only mm-hmm. with the other adults in the building um, you know, I, it would be, I think it'd be a little different if this was my first year and I didn't get a chance or second year, I didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to really meet people, but having those relationships over so many years 
you know, I knew that the department was there for me and, you know, the rest of the school and the other adults in the building. And then Mm -hmm. just the kids, how important, you know, it is to have those connections and those relationships with the kids. I had a student come in today for the, I haven't seen him all year. I've seen him on the screen. He came in person for the first time today. And I was like, I am, I can't tell how glad I am to see you. Like, and he was Mm -hmm. just kind of taken aback, but it was like, it was, it was, it's so nice to see like a new face and see those, Mm -hmm. see those kids. It's uh, those relationships and those connections are really, really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such a huge part of the experience too, right? Is building those relationships. And that's part of what makes it fun to come to work every day, Mm -hmm. right? Like you were both saying, you were never really like, oh, we're, I got to go no. in, oh, I got to go to Conant, uh, right? It's the relationships are really what's making it, whether it is with your colleagues or the students or a little mix of both, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And either this year or in any other year that you can think of, is there anything that you wish you could have done differently? Any you know, decisions during your time as an educator or counselor, anything you look back on and just say, if I could do that over, here's what would happen. I mean, I became a department chair back in 2007 and I never had pictured myself as being anything like, but a teacher, right? Um, I never thought about doing any kind of a leadership. And I, now I'm kind of, kind of kicking myself. Like, I wish I would have thought of that earlier. I wish I would have gotten involved and taken more of a leadership role in, you know, various things. I mean, I coached and I did activities and I had a, you know, I was on a committee here or there, but to actually have a leadership and a strong leadership position in the building, I think if I had to do it over again, I would maybe pursue that um, earlier in my career. Um, Yeah. I, I think that would probably about it. I mean, you know, I, going to workshops, learning, constantly Mm -hmm. learning, constantly changing. Mm -hmm. So you don't get bored. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that was one nice thing about teaching is that every, every day is different. Even this year is as much as things seem the same It's like every day is different. The kids, you got human beings. So every day is going to be different. Your interactions are going to be different. Um, And so every day is like a new experience. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think that if I, for me, learning how to deal with some of the parents a little bit not dealing with them as far as just kind of knowing what trick to use with them. If I would have known that years ago, that would have been better um, because some parents are, are different as far as, you know, dealing with them and knowing, okay, this is what will work probably with this one. And that probably would have been something I would have probably cued in, probably maybe done a couple more workshops just to learn some different things just because I would want to know just how other people are doing things. I'm always curious, you know, what my other friends are doing that are in education. Um, I'm always asking my niece, you know, what did you guys do at school? How's homecoming going to look for you guys? You know, and she's probably like, oh my gosh. But I just, I'm just curious as to what other people are doing, you know, in other places and just hopefully trying to bring some of those ideas back, you know, and the club I'm doing right now rise I wish that club would have started like years ago because it's just Mm -hmm. phenomenal that club is just awesome but everything happens in due time so Mm -hmm. it happened and it's it's now and it's okay yeah that's this feels so positive not that I anticipated it being (laughs) a negative like oh well where do I start you know but it was just it's awesome hearing folks that have been at this for a while just still 
with that positive demeanor and that positive outlook, especially after a year like this, you know, cause you all, the, the, the ending is in sight there, right? You just got a couple more weeks. You're on your last page of your calendar, marking it down. And, you know, somebody like me or the other, you know, the non-tenure teachers, we're looking at the next like 40 some years of, of our lives. So it's just, you give such a sense of hope that it's going to mm-hmm. be okay, that we're going to make it and that you can still be just as excited and passionate on your first day as you will be on your last mm-hmm. day. Right. So because that, I think that that's so powerful. The situation will change. Life will change as far as how things are done. The kids are still the same. They're there for you to teach them and to educate them. You know, so the goal is still there. It's just how it looks may look different. And that's okay because even out of this pandemic, we weren't doing things online like we are now. This is awesome. (laughs) This is where the kids are right now. They're so into technology. It's great that we were able to bring that to them because I have one student that told me, goes, I will always want to take classes if I can online when I go to college. He said, I didn't even know I liked online classes, but I love it. And he has thrived taking them. So I said, even out of this, there's a something good that happened. You know, so I just, as a young person that's starting to teach or get into education, I would just say, you're going to make mistakes and it's okay. Just adjust and go with it, you know, and be okay that you're going to know what to do when you're supposed to do it. And, you know, pick yourself up and go. Nice. Yeah. I think it was uh, the infamous Suzanne Rausch, who my first year was her last year. And the like one piece of advice that I remember her very clearly saying, I think we were just, it was an exchange in a hallway, right? Like it was not an actual like sit down interview. Like it was just, we were passing and she was just mentioning this to me. She's like, you know, the days seem really long, but the years fly by. Mm-hmm. And it took me, I didn't quite understand that right in year one of teaching. I didn't understand that that was how that made sense or how that was logical in any way. But I'm curious, what are your thoughts on that comment? Would you agree? Would you, do you have other sage words of advice for the younger professionals out there? Yeah. You know, I, I think we, we always say to our students, we say to the freshmen, like, you know, before you know it, you'll be a senior and you'll be walking across that Mm -hmm. stage. And I mean, the same thing, like, I've been teaching for 33 and a half years. Like, where did that time go? Like Mm -hmm. it went so fast. And, but there were years where it was like, I can't wait to get to Christmas or, or (laughs) it was like, we kind of like you blink and you're like, oh, it's Thanksgiving and you blink and it's winter break. And then you blink and it's spring break and all the years Mm -hmm. older, like, it seems like some of the years went by fast. Um, But boy, the, yeah, the years just, just fly by. Sometimes the days are really long. Um, mm-hmm. I think probably some of the things I could, you know, just kind of impart to, to new teachers is like, take advantage of any opportunity that comes your way. You know, even if you're like, ah, I'm not quite sure if somebody asks you to do something or be on a committee or go to this workshop, mm-hmm. do it. You never, never know what, what doors are going to open and what opportunities and what networking you can do. Um, I mean, I've, I have gone to a conference for, for many years, haven't been to for a few years now, but one of the people that I met there, um, I have kind of run into over the last several years. And now I'm working with her on working on the Illinois science assessment. 
and I actually get to work with her rather than just listen to her, you know, present a workshop to me, but Mm -hmm. I would have never (laughs) met her or never had that connection with her if I hadn't gone to a workshop. So, you know, I think we had a, a speaker at honors convocation many years ago that said, you know, say yes, often. Like if somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, if somebody asks you to do something or, Hey, I think you'd be good at this. Yes. Yes. Do it. Just try Mm -hmm. it. You just Mm -hmm. never know Mm -hmm. and and keep working hard and be, be thankful and and thank people for, for everything, you know, that, that they've given you and that they, you know, those opportunities that they're, that they're providing for you. Mm -hmm. I think I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. And I also tell my students this too, and I would say to a person starting off in education or a young person in education that do not be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Do not step. That's where you grow. Step out of your comfort zone so you can grow and definitely take advantage of opportunities that are presented to you. Like Sharon was saying, say yes, say yes, because you never know where it will lead you. So definitely give things a try. Yeah, stepping out of the comfort zone, I think is really I, as I said, I never would have thought I would be a department chair. And when I first came to Conant, I was so shy and so like, I just wanted to keep my job and it was, and I just like kept my head down and did, and I didn't, you know, and I did what I had to do. And then, then I started to like, I don't break out of my shell a little bit. I don't know. But, you know, eventually when I, you know, I really kind of, I think it took me a while, but um, you know, when I became department chair and I started leading some things and people asked me to do things, that's where I was like, I was learning new things. And I, that's, that's made a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. So then your advice to younger teachers or just other people that are still in the field, is that any difference or is that any different than the advice that you would give your first year educator self? And if so, how? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think looking back, if I was, I think I would t- probably tell my first year self that there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> there's going to be um, good and bad. You're going to make mistakes, but as, as a vet said, like pick yourself up and keep going and try again. And um, teaching is, is hard work. If, if you do it well, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it can be really hard work, but it's, you know, it pays off. Um, and you can look at teaching as being a job or you can look at it as being your vocation and your calling and your, um, you know, what kind of what you were meant, meant to do. And I think probably my first couple of years, it was a job. It was, I'm making money, I'm getting by. But I think after I started learning more and stepped outside my comfort zone and tried mm-hmm. some different things, then it really became a calling and it became, this is what I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if I went in, into teaching with the best intentions, like, okay, it's a job. My husband's a teacher. This is great. Um, but after I got into, it, I'm like, this is where I should be. And, um, mm-hmm. I think I'd, I'd like to be able to tell my, my first year, second year self, like just stick with it. You're good. It's going to be good. It'll yes. be good in the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I would be on a podcast at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the pinnacle right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I Sorry think I would tell, I cut you off. No, that's okay. I think I would tell my first year self that it's okay not to know all the answers. That you're not going to know all the answers as much as you try to look it up and research. You're not going to know all the answers and it's okay to ask. It's okay. Because sometimes I felt like I should know the answer. I should know that answer. I should know that. But it was okay that I didn't know because it all allowed me to grow 
and to expand and learn new things and see different things. So I would say it's okay. You got this. You're okay. I love that. I'm going to write that down. down yeah. I'm going to write that. We're going to put that, we're going to inscribe that. That's going to go in the description. So that's wonderful. I'm curious because we are in a high school district, how often maybe you had professional development with counterparts at other schools and what that has done for building relationships, growing as an educator, things like that. Could you speak to that at all? I think just over the last several years, it doesn't seem like we have connected as much with the people in the other buildings. Mm -hmm. um, there was a time where probably maybe towards the middle of my career where I would, I knew pretty much every science teacher at the other buildings, even some of the new people, I'll be like, Oh, there's one or two new people, but I, because I'd been around them so long and, mm -hmm. and we, we met several times during the year. Now we have like one district Institute, maybe, maybe two, but you know, one district Institute, we took away the one in April. So we only see each other once a year. And a lot of times you're in your little, little group. You're not with a whole group. Maybe that's just science, mm -hmm. but I feel like I don't know a lot of the other people mm -hmm. at the other buildings, but even that knowing, you know, meeting and working with people from the other buildings has been rewarding, but also any of the meetings or anything that we can get together at Conant with people from other departments. Yes. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I, I can remember, I don't even know what it was, but it was a, an Institute day where we were in the gym and we were standing around, oh, right. Yes. Like, take yes. a step forward. If you have a tattoo, take a step like, and it was like, and we were all wow. together and it was like yes. building stuff. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, so those kinds of things where you can get the whole school together and, and have small groups with people from other departments where you wouldn't normally work with um, was always I think that's really important too. You talk about those connections and those relationships, mm -hmm. not only across a district, but in your own school. Yeah, I totally agree with that because I remember the Institute days also where we would get together and you met people from other schools and you actually knew people, you knew that who they were, you yeah. were even looking forward to <laughs> Institute day, you know? And even the one like you're mentioning about in the gym, those were fun times. It, it made us all feel like one. We were all in this together and we're all getting to know each other. Absolutely, totally fun. And I'm the one who always wants a department chair meeting because I, a department meeting because I want to see everybody. I, I don't get to see you all the time. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I like that social aspect of being able to see people and talk to them and get to know them and what's going on in your family, what's going on, you know, this weekend with you, you know, that was the fun part about having the Institute days or having department meetings that, you know, through Zoom, it's a little bit different now. Yeah, for sure. I think you're right. That, and that ties back to that, that social idea that we mentioned kind of towards the beginning, but seeing the other people is makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if you saw my face when you were mentioning like, yeah, we used to, I used to know like everybody in the other departments and I can't even wrap my mind mm -hmm. around that because I, I know people in other departments because we've done grad school together. Right. And that's, that's mm -hmm. my connection. And you're right. Like we see them maybe, maybe once a year. Sure. So that just, that's crazy how much it's kind of a, adapted, but that's the field of education. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But you're right. Like some of my favorite Institute days here have been the let's everybody just kind of break into small groups or one year, I think we had, Hey, everybody's going to teach a couple smaller random things. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I think Tracy taught poker and somebody taught us how to cut steaks. And I did something about like theater and improv and 
you just got to pick and interact with others and you just, you build that community and that sense of family that way. Because mm-hmm. yeah, even was... being in the play was fun. Because I got to meet yes. people that I normally don't interact <laughs> with, you know? And ah. as much as I was like, Felicia, why'd you sign me up for this? It was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Well, you know, that was another thing too. When they, they used to have at the um, variety show, they used to have mm-hmm. a, um, a staff um, mm-hmm. thing. And I remember w- the one year they had a band and I got to dance and we had to do Oh my gosh. Was it the twist or something? Twisted, <laughs> twisted shout, I guess it was. And I can still remember like going down the stairs in the auditorium and like dancing in this weirdo costume. And then we had to do something on stage. We had two songs and it was a staff band and we had to do two songs on stage. And it was like a huge hit. Like the kids just loved it, but it was like my, maybe within my first five or six years of teaching. Um, and then that kind of, kind of went by the wayside. But um, that mm-hmm. was always fun. But it was always part. It was always the staff thing at the at the musical, or at the now um, I'm a little, variety show. Right now, Sorry. I'm a little hurt that Sharon that you didn't do the musical. Now that <laughs> yes. I know that you have these well, was this dancing, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm a little hurt, but that's okay. We'll let okay. you both come back. You can come okay. back in retirement. All right, great, um, great. So we <laughs> we talked a lot about the lessons, about a lot of the relationships and things like that to just flip it negative just a little bit, what would you say is maybe the least favorite part of the job and why, and what the heck do you do about it? The paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love talking to the kids and talking to the parents, but it's like, oh my gosh, I got to document this. And yeah, I I don't like that. No. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, cliche, I guess I could say grading that just gets to be kind of old, but the, I mean that, what else you, you, that's what you do as a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. You grade and you give feedback and all that. <laughs> um, probably as a department chair, um, writing up evaluations. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like I love watching people that I've learned. I've stolen things and learned so much from first year teachers up to veteran teachers. I've learned so much that I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. But then having to write it up and then like, and put it into like the, the summatives are just Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just mm-hmm. so hard to like use the right verbiage and make it sound nice. And, mm-hmm. and just, uh, that was always, that's always been kind of a, a challenge for me, I guess. Um, but yeah, the grading, um, sometimes meetings that meetings just to meet are kind of annoying sometimes. Um, I agree. <laughs> I like meetings where there's like action afterwards, like, okay, so we got this, we got, we come to consensus and now let's go do something with it kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's more worthwhile. So I thought you were going to say meetings that have cookies at them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> so then on the flip side, if we haven't covered it already, what would you say is your favorite part of the job or a favorite kind of perk of it? I think the kids, I, I love interacting with the students and their parents. That's my favorite part. I mean, if that's all I could do for the job, I would be perfect. Cause I just like that interaction with the students and the parents. I really do. Yeah. yeah I think- nice little person to type out the notes, do the paperwork. <laughs> right. right. That would be awesome. <laughs> like yes. a, like a session stenographer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I mean, I would agree. I think um, just interacting with the kids and with the adults, um, my colleagues, I think is probably mm-hmm. the best part. I mean, of, of anything, like, what am I going to miss the most? Probably that, right? The mm-hmm. kids and the, mm-hmm. and the social and the interactions. And that's, 
kind of what we've missed a little bit this year, but at least, Mm -hmm. you know, we've established some of those relationships over the years. So um, yeah, I think that's probably one of the most important things. Wow. And last question here, what do your retirement plans or next chapters look like? What's, what's coming? Was it Memorial day and after what's happening then? (laughs) Well, I am um, just kind of relax for a while. Um, just kind of see where we want to go. My husband is also retiring. He's a teacher, obviously. So he's wow. also retiring. So we'll either going to, we're going to drive each other nuts or it's going to be great or a combination. <laughs> um, but we're going to, you know, he likes to fish. So we'll be fishing and hiking and camping and reading, um, biking, just kind of relaxing, um, for a while, probably traveling um, just to go see some, some different places that we haven't been able to go and see. So, mm-hmm. uh, nothing, nice. no huge plans. I, I feel like I'm at, at some point I'm going to need to have something. I need like a bell schedule. I need like something to keep me organized <laughs> and like something to wake up to and, uh, you know, a set schedule. So I, maybe I'll get to that at some point, but I, I don't know. I don't know what that'll look like yet, but right for right now, just kind of after this year, just kind of relaxing for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no plans. Right. Amazing. Well-deserved, right? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will be moving to Tennessee. Um, I'm moving south of Nashville. So I just want it to be someplace different. I want it to feel different. I want it to look different. And so I will be making my way down there shortly after school is out and just figuring out all the things that Tennessee has to offer and enjoying it. I just want retirement to be different for me. And I felt like if I stayed here, it would feel like I'm still, you know, kind of doing that same routine or whatever. And and I figured most of my friends are going to be working. So (laughs) (laughs) I might as well go explore someplace. So I'm going to go to Tennessee. There you go. Right. Cause now, you know, zoom exists. So you can always zoom your friends when they are right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we'll give them a nice excuse to take a break and come visit. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Well, all of those plans sound amazing. And I wish you both the best of luck in making it through the next, what do we have? Three weeks, yep. the next mm-hmm. three weeks until you could probably tell me the exact day count, honestly, at this <laughs> I don't, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even counting. I see people in the hallway and they say, how many days, how many is you're counting the days? And I'm really not. I'm like, it's May. I know it'll be Memorial day before I know it. So, and then we'll be done. So that's all I know. It, right. it seems like this year is like, um, just like almost any school year. I'm like, I can't wait for the summer. Like I'm looking forward to yeah. the summer. And so I don't, I'm not looking at it really any differently, but I don't know if that, are yeah. you counting the days? I think we have 16. Oh. <laughs> And that's only counting. Yeah. Who's counting. It's only because I have to pack two places. I got to get my office ready and then I got to pack my house. So it's like, I'm kind of getting to the wire here, down to the wire where I got to really get busy, but I'm not mm-hmm. counting though. Cause I know it's going to come, it's coming faster than I thought it would. So, yeah. And I'm sure it, at some point it gets to be too, where it's like, you're going to miss it. Right. I mean, we've just mm-hmm. had this conversation mm-hmm. where you both have really expressed how much you love the the career and you love the people. So it's gotta be a little bit bittersweet to just, it is be like, yep, yeah. I'm done. Ha <laughs> Right. That's yeah. Probably it is. not the response. Cause you figure we've been doing this for how many years and all of a sudden now your routine has changed, you know, it's yeah. like, you got to find another routine now, you know, yep. I'm like Sharon, I'll be trying needing a bell schedule pretty soon, you know, like, right, okay, right. is it lunchtime? <laughs> it's time, to, you know? <laughs> wow. Well, 
Thank you so much again for joining me today and for having this conversation. This has been, at least for me, this has been the highlight of my entire week. And I was so looking forward to this and it's wonderful seeing you both and, and hearing you both, even though, you know, we're not that far away in the one building, but we're all able to get together here. And I just, I appreciate you taking the time to share a little bit of your, your wisdom and your experience with me and our listeners. So thank you so much. You're welcome. You're Thanks welcome. For thank you. Us. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Thanks everyone for listening to our conversation with Yvette Jones and Sharon McCoy. I had such a blast hearing their thoughts on connecting with students, the field of education, and general memories they will carry with them into retirement. I found Yvette's comment about how the years change but the students stay the same insightful because regardless of what is happening in the outside world, our role as educators is to help students learn and grow as people. I also thought Sharon's insight on the importance of community, whether it's by department, school, or on a district level, is so important to maintain a positive outlook throughout a career. These two have been such an influential part of the Conant community, and even though I've only known them for a few years, they've inspired me to be a better teacher during our short time together. I wish them the best of luck as they finish up their last few weeks of their careers and can't wait to hear about the adventures that unfold. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Teaching and Learning Podcast. I'm Katie Apperson, wishing you all the best. I threw a wish in the well, don't ask me, I'll never tell. I looked to you as it fell, and now you're in my way. I trade my soul for a wish, pennies and dimes for a king.